If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Friday on WABC Talk Radio 77. If you'd like to be part of today's program, what do you have to do? Dial 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We have a lot of business to do today. Let us start with the president uh, of the United States, Joe Biden, who is continuing his first trip of the Middle East. He is, uh, after he met with Israeli and Palestinian leaders, he departed over to see uh, Mohammed bin Salman in Saudi Arabia. He is supposed to be speaking with uh, the Saudi leader, about the global oil supply. In other words, he's begging the Saudis to please, please, Saudis, please give us some oil. Please, don't help us lower the price. It's hurting me at home. As I recall, Donald Trump didn't beg anybody any foreign leaders for more oil. He just simply made sure that Americans could provide for our own energy over the objections of the environmentalist wackos. And that's what happened. We became an oil exporter instead of an oil importer. Joe Biden, yep, this is what it got. This is what we get. Over on his, well, not literally on his hands and knees, but Begging. America begging again. The mother of the 10-year-old girl who was raped in Ohio by an illegal immigrant says her daughter's fine. She's fine. And she says that everything they're saying against the man who admitted, who confessed to raping the 10-year-old girl at least twice, The mother says that everything that uh, they've said against him is a lie. The mother told a reporter that she had not filed charges against Fuentes. That would be the Gerson Fuentes, the illegal immigrant. She told a reporter she hadn't filed charges against him, even though he confessed to having, quote-unquote, vaginal contact with the child. Vaginal contact, the child ends up pregnant. 
Meanwhile, DNA is being checked against that of Fuentes and the child's siblings in an attempt to verify who indeed is the father. So, so, apparently there's something, this story just keeps getting more twisted by the day. The doctor in the case, who was the Indiana doctor, is now saying she might sue the district attorney, uh, Dave Yost, because he said he's there. All he said was, we're checking to see if she followed the law and reported it. I don't know what the lawsuit could be about. Maybe he said something else I'm not aware of, but that was the extent of what he had said. By the way, today, I'm very pleased to announce that our very own princess will be back with us. Princess Di will be joining us today. As you know, Princess Di wasn't here last week, um, and we missed her, so she'll be back today. In an interesting case in Arizona, an Arizona judge says a man, get this, hey dudes, You dudes, get this. An Arizona judge says a man may begin establishing an estate on behalf of an aborted fetus. His aborted fetus, apparently. So that he can sue a clinic for terminating his his, uh, third wife's pregnancy. The wife... I mean, listen, this is the way this is going. The wife got pregnant, and apparently he wanted the baby. His name is Mario Villegas. He's 41. He's allowed to establish a state, an estate for the embryo, dubbed Baby Villegas, in order to sue Jack Rabbit Family Medicine Incorporated and Camelback Family Planning, which carried out an abortion for his ex-wife, Megan, in 2018. Villegas is a, a U.S. Marine veteran. He accompanied Megan during the procedure and consultations, claimed the doctor's failed to properly inform her of the health risk associated with an abortion. And they also didn't tell his ex-wife about the satisfaction that comes with being a mother. Gila County Superior Court Judge Brian B. Chambers says he's going to allow him to make the argument that the aborted fetus was a person worthy of an estate. He did say, though, he's going to withhold judgment on whether the fetus could legally have an estate represented until a later date. Now, Mr. Villegas said the fetus was a daughter, but the news report says that the sex of the embryo was never determined. He originally filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the clinic and its doctors in 2020, claiming the physicians failed to obtain proper consent from his wife. 
Well, dudes, what do you think about that one? Are and you well, kidding me? No, well, dudettes, what do you think about that one? See, the men, men have been left out of this whole equation for all this time. Now, you know what happens if a woman takes a guy to court and they can establish paternity and it's his. Instantly, most of the time, you have to pay child support. And there have been several cases when the guy didn't even know that the woman was pregnant. She withheld that information from him. And then years later, he ends up in a lawsuit over child support. You might think that this is an odd occurrence. This happened to a very dear friend of mine. The boy was 16 years old before he found out he had a son, and he only found out because this woman, who he had a one-night stand with, tracked him down, took him to court, won a judgment against him. And then it's like, well, you have a son, and you have to pay child support. And the woman refused to let him see his son. It was a bizarre case. But what will this do to the apple cart is what I'm asking you. What happens if all of a sudden men get a say here? You know, all this time we've been hearing, my banging, my choice, my banging, my choice, my banging, my choice. Like the only ones involved in this are the woman, not the man and certainly not the baby. It takes two to tango here. Wake up. Two to tango. You need a father and a mother. Padre y madre. Okay? And so, all of a sudden, we have a judge in Arizona who says, hey, dude, yeah, I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to let you establish an estate for the embryo that you were half responsible for. And now let's go see whether you can sue this abortion clinic. This is one worth taking note of and keeping track of. I will be anxious to see how this one turns out. And I will also be interested to see how the liberals are going to weigh in on this. Are they going to view this as just another further attack, quote unquote, on women's rights? And if so, what about father's rights? What about the rights of the dad? A D.C. comedy club has canceled Alex Stein. This was the guy that heckled AOC. Do we still have that, Kev? Do we still have that yes- from yesterday, the guy that was uh, harassing? Can you play that so people know what we're talking about, please? They, a D.C. comedy club canceled this guy. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Yeah, well, 
the comedy club that he was appearing at canceled him. And of course, he's out, you know, well, I can't, he's out to me sounding like the victim. He says, OMG at AOC got the, the, the center to cancel his comedy show. Full refund for the people that bought tickets. If you still want to see me perform, come to the Capitol tonight, blah, 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 blah. And they canceled it on the grounds of, hey, you know, we, we may not be able to provide security for this. Now, a lot of the news stories about this are accusing AOC of whining about being heckled. And yeah, 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 she raised a little heck about it. But as I said yesterday, to me, there's no excuse for this guy. There's no excuse for that kind of behavior toward any woman. I mean, come on. It's just beyond juvenile. It's poor taste. Don't be, be rude. Exactly. Be a man. Be a man. There's so much, so much going on in Washington, D.C., even though Joe Biden's over in Saudi Arabia begging, begging on behalf of the United States, begging the Saudis to release the spigots on oil. We've got a lot more to deal with. It's James Golden. It's Bo Snerly. It's our Friday, Bo Snerly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Tell you what, stay with us. Princess Di is coming up, and we've got so much more news to go through. And, of course, of course, it's Friday, which means your calls. All right here on Bo Snerly's Rush Hour. We'll be right back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are so pleased to have with us Her (laughs) Royal Highness, who was out last week. I'm going to spill the beans, but just a little bit, because, of course, privacy is all important to her, Her Royal Highness, as it should be. All I will say is that the royal family has been extended and congratulate <laughs> her royal highness princess mother royal highness <laughs> thank you sir james yes there's a royal baby in the family and we cannot be more happy i am so happy for you <laughs> yes i can't wait till the first official photograph of the new royal child is released <laughs> too much fanfare you know yes indeed and congratulations, young princess, princess mommy. Good job, your highness, yes. Miss daughter. Yes, good job. And, and to, the, to the husband, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. A royal <laughs> accomplishment for sure. Absolutely. Well, we missed you. And um, it's been a busy week, of course. Uh, the Taconians had a really, really great week. Uh, did, are you familiar with the Taconians, your highness? 
I'm not. Uh, that is a surprise. I'm racking my brain as you speak. What exactly okay. is that? Those are the people that are the tacos. All of the new taconians. Oh. The tacos. <laughs> the breakfast tacos. You people, you Spanish people, you're like a bunch of tacos. So I'm calling them now the taconians. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Yes, we may must never let them forget that because that's going to disappear in the media, but it needs to be reminded again and again. So and hilarious. We're going to do that. You <laughs> had an article that was placed, and I read it, and it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, it is in the American Thinker, and it is the four words that can save America. I hope I got the title right. I don't have Four simple words. Yes, exactly. Four simple words that can save America. And I am so happy you read through it. I, I really was really happy with getting it out there. It's something I've been thinking about for a while. It's about our national motto. And the history of it is fascinating. I learned so much in just researching it. And one of the things that is the most interesting about our national motto is that the congressman who worked so hard day in and day out to establish that as part of our currency was a, a congressman from Florida who was a Democrat, which, of course, is the most Stunning comment you can make because there's nobody in the Democrat Party who would work for that now. So it shows how much the party has changed. But he was a very interesting guy. He established the Americans for Disability Act because he had contracted polio during World War II. And he also established the Ethics Committee. He was known as Mr. Clean, good guy, and this was one of his accomplishments. So I find the history of that motto uh, fascinating, and I really think we should put it into action again because in it is something that God you, you can we, we trust. trust. In and so God I'm going to say that trust. every time I say hello, I'm going to say in God we trust because that is something that can get our country back on track. It's a brilliant article. I urge everybody to seek it out and read it. It is in The American Thinker. Four simple yeah. words that can save America. And uh, it's a great article. Thank you. Now, let's talk about uh, Joe Manchin. <laughs> yes. This is like, this is turning like the Charlie Brown thing. This really is like turning like this. This is just like the Charlie Brown. It's time for the football. Everybody knows what's going to happen, but you're just like, okay, maybe this time, just maybe this time, that damn Lucio let him kick the football. Right? So they all, the Democrats have all geared up again. Now they're all geared up. Okay, let's get our agenda passed. Now, please, let's get the agenda passed one more time so that we can go into the midterms and at least say we did something. And so they've all been negotiating. And this time around, there was press. Well, you know, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, he's negotiating with the Democrats. They, and then today, there's hate Joe Manchin. What happened, Diana? out by saying I was wrong. If you remember seven months ago where he first started negotiating for the Build Back Better Act, the $2 trillion, mm -hmm. I said, and I predicted, I said, in the end, he's going to cave because he always has, but he didn't. And he has been a stalwart 
stick in their mud ever since. And, and yet they came back again. They got rid of a whole bunch of things in negotiating with him. They appeased him. They didn't publicly criticize him at all. And they've been just figuring any minute now he's going to sign on because he let them believe that. And then at the very end, all of a sudden, when they had caved on everything, they had a, a small bill. And he goes, no, I can't do it. Too much inflation going on. <laughs> and James, listen, here's, here's the best part. They are now holding on to the hope because he now says, well, maybe next month I'll come back and see how inflation looks. And I'm like, agree. and they're all buying it again. They're like, well, maybe next month. <laughs> oh, so fun. Not everybody's buying it. Greg Sargent in the Washington, Amazon Prime Washington Post is having a cow. And he's not yes. the only one. There was a CBS reporter, uh, some guy discussing it, and he he started off his broadcast by saying, um, let's see, all right, Joe Manchin's a multimillionaire with a Maserati and a family coal business, and he's saying no on a climate deal. These people, some of them are just so unbelievably ticked. They are not going to get their Green New Deal because of Joe Manchin. And more than that, they're not. it looks like they're not going to get any any new tax hikes on the wealthy or on corporations, which is what they wanted to go into the midterm elections with. Joe Manchin is like, screw that. No tax hikes. Yep. Screw that. Are you kidding? Gas what? prices are through the roof. Why are we going to do more to hurt the – this guy, to me, is actually trying to save the Democrat Party, but they don't see it that way. Exactly right. And, you know, one of the things that I hesitate to say, but perhaps we may have some Republicans sign on instead. You can never rule that out when it comes to uh, legislation that the Democrats need. I mean, you know, what what is our, you know, famous moderates going to do? But one of the things that that I really noted in these that there's no mention of Kirsten Cinema in any of these articles. They're acting like it's just this guy who is stopping the agenda from going forward. But Kirsten Cinema also said she's not signing in to any new tax hikes. And one of the other things that's interesting, the tax hikes they're talking about is getting rid of the 2017 tax cuts. And it was such a good reminder that that is one piece of the Trump agenda that is still there. I had really been so discouraged that Biden had overturned almost everything. But the the Trump tax cuts are still in effect, and that's what they were going to use by getting rid of the Trump tax cuts. That was what was going to fund, quote unquote, the Green New Deal, because they don't know how economics works. They think that if they raise taxes, then they get more money. <laughs> and it just never works that way. They get less revenues every single time it's tried. It never has. There is so much going on uh, also, Diana. Tomorrow you'll be with us, maybe. I don't know what's on the agenda tomorrow, so much news. But one of these days we are going to catch up on some of this aftermath of the Roe v. Wade decision. These people are still, they are still slithering around in fits of anger over this. And But you predicted something about that that I think is going to come to pass, is in that for the rank and file... This just seems to be the rank and file, Diana. They're not in the streets protesting. 
They're not yes. doing this. They're not out there with their with their with their crocheted pink pea hats. <laughs> Exactly. And it hasn't worked out for them in previous races, which should have been a heads up in Virginia. For instance, they ran on abortion and predicted this exact thing, and they didn't get Democrat turnout at all in a regular election. So I think that they've been misplaced. What else do they have? I mean, from their point of view, politically, what else do they have to run on? This is it. So well, they have to run on the fact that Republicans are mean, and 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 <laughs> and we don't believe in things like well, I, that that college. I don't know whether you caught up with that college professor Rhett out of uh, out of Berkeley this week. Oh, uh, what? I'm going to play it in a little while. We, we're going to play it. I want you to listen to this college professor Rhett out of Berkeley because this one's worth hearing, and I think we should make some commercials out of this. So, but in the meantime, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Princess is back. Our princess is back. We missed you so much. I missed you, too. Thank you so much. Looking forward to tomorrow. That is Her Royal Highness, Princess Di. She's going to be back with us tomorrow on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Boast and Early's Rush Hour here right now. You can be a part of it, 800-848-9222. And remember, Cats at Night is next right after this show. We will be right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Say what? There ever come a time when you feel real nice? I do. And you want to let someone know that you really appreciate them. What do you do? All you have to do is just... Do what? You go somebody to take You say, oh, baby, I feel nice with you. You see? See what, baby? No time for wasting, baby. We've gone all through those moods. I'm offering... That's JT, lead singer with Cool in the Gang. Come on, baby, take my heart. It's all yours if you want it, baby. My heart is tearing all apart. I told him I mentioned this to Princess Die, this Berkeley professorette. Her name is, uh, and we played this earlier in the week, and I'm going to play it again because there is a piece by Megan McArdle in the Amazon Prime Washington Post today about the Berkeley law professor, Kira Bridges. Now, if you look at the picture quote um, closely, she's a black lady. She's got this ring hanging out of her nose. I'm not going to make any comments about that because I just won't. Don't be rude. I'm not going to be rude. But what she said is what I want to focus on. She was she had dialogue with three Republicans. One of them was Senator Josh Hawley, the other Cornyn. But listen to the way that her conversation with, with Senator Josh Hawley. Mr. Bridges, you said several times, you've used a phrase, I want to make sure I understand what you mean by it. You've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy. Would that be women? 
many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, we can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, um, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have attempted suicide. So I think it's important because of my line of questioning because so we can't talk about it because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying that trans people exist by asking are you? you if you're talking are you? about are you? women are you? having pregnancies. Are you? Are Do you believe that are you? Uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't no. think so. So you're denying that trans people exist. And that leads to violence. Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're a- opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> So, so, so you don't think they can get pregnant? <laughs> well, that just shows you don't think they can get. I just like to wake up to no, stop it, James. Don't be rude. Um, don't okay. Be rude. I'm trying my best not to be. Ay, ay, ay. Look. Anyway, let's play the second cut. This is with Senator Cornyn. Go ahead. And do you think a? Do you think a? a baby that is delivered alive has value? Yes. Do you think think that a a baby that is not yet born has value? I believe that a person with a capacity for pregnancy has value. They have intelligence. They have agency. They have I'm talking about the baby. And I'm talking about the person with the capacity for pregnancy. And you're not answering the question. I'm asking... I'm I'm answering a more interesting question to me. Do you think that the baby that is not yet born, let's say the day before this mother delivers, do you think that baby has value? I think that the person with the capacity for pregnancy has value and they have the, they should have the ability to control what happens to their lives. Well, okay, there was one other cut. This, um, this needs no self setup. Just, just play the third one, please. Go ahead. Senator Lee, Senator Cruz have talked about Oh, this decision just to turn, uh, this uh, Dobbs decision just returned to, to the, the elected representatives of states to, and people can battle it out in these laboratories of democracy as to whether they want to protect fetal life over the interests of, of the pregnant person. These are the same states that are stopping people from voting. Texas has the most restrictive voting laws on the books. Texas's SB8 doesn't represent the will of the majority of Texans. Texas SB8 represents the will of the majority of Texans that were able to vote. So in order for this to be a democracy, we have to protect voting rights. And I, I leave it to um, everyone in this, in this room, as well as the rest of Congress, to protect voting rights so that we can be a real democracy. Ms. Rignos doesn't even, I'm sorry, Professor Rett, Professor Bridges doesn't even know that this is a republic. This is a representative republic, not a democracy. And she's teaching law. Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, paying 30, 40, 50,000 bucks a year for your kid to go to Berkeley? They end up in Kira Bridges' classes, and this is what they have to deal with. 
in, in a law class. This is what they're what they're learning. It boggles the mind. Any, it's anyway. There's a story today in the Amazon Washington Post post about her uh, testimony, and the headline by Megan McArdle: A Berkeley professor's Senate testimony didn't go how the left thinks it did. And to me, this is really great. The left heard everything you just heard. Many people in the left, and they think that this woman did great. They think she told off Senator Josh Howley. They think that she really cleaned the clock of Senator Cornyn and that she was just profound as can be. And that is the article that Ms. McCardle wrote today in the Amazon Prime Washington Post is that these people are in basically, I'm not quoting from the article, these people are in an alternate universe. We listen to the same things they do. They think that this is effective. They think they're winning the argument with this. And the rest of the country hears this stuff, and they're aghast by it. Who are these people? This is a professor at a major law school in this country. And the left does think this is what ought to be, I guess, occurring in those classrooms. Let's go. Shall we to the telephones? Let us start off in Queens, New York with Gary. Gary, welcome. You're on Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour. It's Friday. How are you, Gary? I'm real good, Mr. Snerdley. To me, it's rather obvious why the mother of the 10-year-old was raped. It's not with press charges. Uh, the the uh, drug cartels and the human trafficking cartels do not want any negative attention brought to their activities. So they either, in my mind, they either or... More probably, they threatened her that we'll take care of every single relative you have. We'll do X, Y, and Z to them. We'll send you photographs, and then you're next. Wow. That's an interesting theory. Um, We'll have to see whether that is, in fact, borne out. Um, I'm interested to see where this case goes. Everything that we know about him is a lie. Well, he has admitted that he had sex with a 10-year-old girl on more than one occasion. He raped her. And she was impregnated. There's, there is DNA evidence there. So let us see what the DNA says. And I don't know. This man is in this country illegally. How did he end up in the house with this girl? How did he end up in the house with this woman? There's a lot that we don't know about this case and the mother. And why in the world would a mother defend any grown man who has sex, or as it was called in the newspaper article that I read from, vaginal contact, with a 10-year-old. I just don't get that. Leo, and thank you for the call, Gary. Leo, Upper East Side, how are you this afternoon? Welcome to Boston Early's Rush Hour. Hello, James. I have a comment on the parental rights of the father, but before that, I want to say, since she was uh, the Berkeley professor talking about Texas, in the Texas, she crossed the gender line because in the Texas, the ring in the nose is usually on the bulls, not on the cows. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, James, uh, I, I, I got to say two facts before my point. Uh, my firstborn daughter was born in the middle of seven months of pregnancy. She was completely developed with the nails, hair, and she was beautiful little human. Fitting two of my palms 
I'm still getting a little bit uh, emotional when I talk about it. She was completely Finnish human in seven and a half months of pregnancy. She was born. She lives in L.A. now. She's 45 years old. Now, my last daughter was born already in America. And since my, last five, my wife passed away, I raised her since three and a half age by myself. So my feelings about the father fatherly rights as a parent are kind of a little bit oversensitive. So I believe that a woman who decides in a third trimester to abort should sign over all the parental rights to the father, and he just takes over. The doctors provoke an early, early birth, and the father takes over. If the child needs to get an incubator, spends a few weeks in the incubator. If not, uh, lucky father, lucky daughter, lucky son. She has no business about making decisions in the last trimester about killing human beings. That's my position. Thank you, Leo. And, and what a beautiful story, Leo. We thank you very, very much. We have time for one more call before we have to break. Thanks so much, Leo. Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Uh, good afternoon. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you, my friend? Well, Professor, also when she said restrictive voting, but you could also phrase that as secure voting. You could say Texas has the most secure voting, the least fraud. So there's two sides of that. But the uh, Ben Stein and AOC, it was more than just Howard Stern type buffoonery. He got her to say January 6th, why weren't the police, why were they standing down and waving people in? She said, today, where were the police and where were they? So now we we got even AOC to admit it. Why did the police stand down? You know, I covered that yesterday, and I covered it with the story that AOC has said that we have never gotten to the bottom of what happened on January 6th because there were police that were either letting people in or whatever. And now many of us who saw this in real time have wondered why the Jan 6 committee, well, we know why. That partisan hack group has never admitted what happened. But there's never been an investigation as to what we all saw with our own eyes, which was the doors being open for people. Some people didn't even know they weren't allowed in there because the doors were opened from the inside for them. One of these days, we will maybe, maybe get to the bottom of it. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. It is our Bo Snurley Rush Hour. We're coming back. More of your calls right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Bo Snurley. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurley. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley. Rush. Rush. My favorite Leonard Skinner song. I mean, I just love this. But you know, the former drummer for Leonard Skinner, Artemis Pyle, born today, shares a birthday with Linda Ronstadt, Blue Bayou. You know, another birthday. Thank you, Rich. Twitter, Twitter was born in 2006. Twitter is getting a little old now. 
And the best thing about today in terms of memories, folks, today is the anniversary. Back then, 1979, Jimma. Jimma Carter. Jimma Carter told us Mecca was having a malaise. He blamed everything that he did to make this country sour. Jimma blamed it on us. We were having the malaise, not his sorry behind policies. It was us that were the problem, not Jimma, not Jimma Carter. It's almost like history repeating itself all over again. Here we are, First Lady of the United States calling American citizens tacos and all that stuff. And the Tyconians are responsible for all the bad vibes going on in America. But it's not Joe Biden. No, no, no. He's just over there in Saudi Arabia, hands on knees, begging for oil. Sweet Lord, have mercy on us. Jason in New Jersey. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon, Jason? Hey, Bo, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you finally. I really enjoyed the program back in the rush days. Too bad he's not around anymore. Uh, I Amen. just wanted to ask you, a few a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, uh, Joe was uh, blaming uh, our, our fuel prices on uh, refining capacity, but now he's uh, begging for uh, more oil from Saudi Arabia. I just don't understand. Understand that Joe Biden from day one, and the Democrats have done everything they can to spite their nose at the American people who voted for Donald Trump. And they were anxious to show us that supposedly the smart people were back in charge. And so the first thing he did was attack the energy sector in the United States. This profligate spending that the Democrats have been on through COVID has led to nothing but the inflation that we're seeing, seeing right now in all sectors of our economy. You know, we have to talk to Steve Moore. Steve Moore has um, a new study out, and I can't wait our very own Steve Moore, he's on WABC. We're going to get a hold of Steve Moore and talk with him next week about the economic state that this country finds itself in. And, yeah, so now Joe Biden is doing what Democrats love to do, getting on their hands and knees and begging like America can't, like we can't fend for ourselves. All we have to do, and it was proven in the Trump years, is get Donald Trump back in office with the policies that he had and the economy exploded. That's it. It was simple. Get government out of the way. Thanks for the call, Jason. Let's go to Jeff in Long Island. Jeff, welcome. Boston Airlines Rush Hour. How are you this afternoon? They only say Long Island like that in Nassau County. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everything, every other county, you know, Suffolk and out east, they don't say that. Okay. Anyway, the uh, AOC. AOC uh, put out manipulative tweets about her sexuality, using it to tell men that you want me, making fun of them, say you want to date with me because I'm so hot. So that troll by Alex Stein was very elegant and very genius-like. He was simply using that against her. That was what that was about, not harassing her, not demeaning women. It was specifically that tweet, and that's what we have to focus on. Jeff, that. everything that you said about that tweet is true. 
And I still say this. Look, when a woman when a woman is entering into a workplace or anywhere else, for a guy to stand out on the street and start talking about her big booty this and all that stuff, it's inappropriate. I don't care what she does. Look, we all know that the woman's a hypocrite. We all know that Democrats are hypocrites. That doesn't excuse bad behavior on our part. Okay, our parents used to tell us two wrongs don't make a right. And that's absolute. Look, I'm all about playing the hardcore politics. I'm all about not letting these people get away with their hypocrisy. I'm all about making sure that they lose elections. I'm all about defeating them politically in every way we can. I'm all about mocking them for their positions on issues and things that they say. What I am not about is any man in this country standing outside the street a street and saying those kind of things to any woman. It is not appropriate. Be a freaking man. There's nothing wrong with being a gentleman in spite of the fact that you're dealing with women who in some cases are insulting, in some cases who are terrible hypocrites. You wouldn't want anybody standing out on the street saying that to any woman that you loved, cared about, or whatever. Treat women with respect. Even the women that don't treat themselves with respect, treat them with respect. It's not hard. I don't. I found it classless and tasteless. And I know AOC is everything that we say she is. I get that. AOC isn't the issue. His behavior is the issue. We don't have to denigrate ourselves, and we don't have to stoop to their level of evil in order to make our points. Be better people than that. Be the better angel here. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you so much. Don't be rude. Gracie, my darling Gracie, how are you this afternoon? Welcome. You're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. I'm wonderful, and you're never rude. That's number one. Number two, we in the Bronx, we do go Long Island or whatever. (laughs) Now, why am I calling I'm calling for the fact that that professor, Berkeley Law Professor, unbelievable. I don't expect anything different because I'm sure her teachers were in a top grade. Now, what am I getting at? New York City, I was a New York City school teacher. I started teaching in 68, okay? My husband taught at Morris High School. He was chapter chairman. 25 years ago, a social studies teacher during an observation did not know the difference between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And in another observation, the math teacher did not know how to add fractions. You know, wow. you've got to find the common denominator when you add fractions. I don't expect the general population to know that, but a math teacher should know that. Right, Bo? Right, exactly right. And, and a I law have... professor a law professor should know that we are a representative republic, not a democracy, and know the difference. Correct. And another thing, AOC was talking this morning, oh, we got to get to the bottom of what happened on January 6th. And she thinks... People that supported uh, Trump let the people in. We on the right want to know what Antifa and people on the left had to do with letting those people in. So we all want to find the truth, but only our truth, I believe, is the truer truth. And on that note, I'll listen tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Gracie. Thank you so much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed. As Gracie says, we're here tomorrow, 7 a.m., bright and early. Have your first cup of coffee with us. 
on our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Meanwhile, keep it here on WABC. Catch it night up next. And we'll be back in the morning. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Happy Friday. See you tomorrow. Bye. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.